0: hey guys and welcome to adulting with joy spring the how-tos of your 20s told by a 20-something year old traversing through adult life expectantly and with gusto don't forget to check out joyspring.com for the show notes and use the hashtag hashtag adulting with joy for all your comments suggestions and hopefully non-violent reactions thanks for listening A question that is constantly posted on my podcast or on my social media accounts is what are the books that I would recommend for you guys to read? And so today, I've decided to make a list of the five books that have changed my life. A little bit of a background story. I have been a lover of books and of just learning since I was a young girl. I'd say that my parents loved reading books and when I was a young child, my mom would often buy books instead of toys for me. So even though I hated it in the beginning, I just kind of had didn't have any choice. So I I just started reading books. And then eventually, I fell in love with it so much so that sometimes my mom would find me way past my bedtime, hiding under the sheets with a flashlight open and reading a book. It started with of course reading my um, children's bible and then into these fairy tale stories and then eventually it moved into reading my dad's books and then finding and buying my own books and I think the reason why I constantly also share about the fact that I love reading books and that it's so important because I am a firm believer in constantly educating and educating yourself and learning more about the world around you and the person that you are. Because I feel like we all want to be better, right? We all want to be better at what we do. We all want to be better in our professions as in our personal lives as well. But everything that we do in our lives is a constant inside-outside thing. What do I mean by this? Everything that you do with your life is a reflection of the things that are going on inside of you, not outside of you. Because when you really think about it, majority of the things in our lives are out of our control. Um, I think we've made this illusion in our heads and I am also guilty of this that we can control everything we can control how our careers work if we just work hard how our relationships would work if we just become a good girlfriend or boyfriend or good husband or wife But when you look around you, you'll realize that there are some things, actually there are a lot of things that are just out of our control. And so you have to constantly care for your insides so that you'll be able to respond to life's circumstances and surprises the way that you should. And so... I feel like the, the books that you read, the music that you listen to, the people that you surround yourself with, the kinds of things that you consume will always affect the kind of person that you become. And so it's very, very important that you sift things through. So here are the top five books that have changed my life. I have to say that this list probably constantly changes too. And it really depends on the season that I'm in and the kinds of things that I have to deal with. But generally, out of all the books that I've read and I've loved reading, these are the top five plus more that I'll share with you that I think have really impacted my life in a positive way. The first book that I'd like to share with you is The Problem of Pain by C.S. Lewis. He's one of my favorite, favorite authors. You should also read um, Surprised by Joy, The Great Divorce, and Mere Christianity by this amazing, intelligent philosopher and theologian. And of course, the Narnia series, if you haven't already, it's a beautiful, beautiful series that you should go out and read. But the reason why... The problem of Bane specifically made it to this list is because I think... If we really look at life, one of the main things that you have to question is why is there pain and suffering in the world? And as a Christian, as somebody who loves and believes in God, one of the first things that I really had to wrestle with for my faith is the question of why suffering? Why is there suffering? Why is there pain in the world? And C.S. Lewis actually presents a beautiful argument, I would say. Not a complete solution, but a beautiful argument. I wouldn't say, okay, not argument. A beautiful perspective as to why there is pain and suffering in the world another author that has written a book on this topic is why suffering Ravi Zacharias who also makes it to this list so the problem of pain by C.S. Lewis Book number two that I would recommend to you is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. I know that a lot of you guys probably have read this. I'm surprised if you haven't, but this is one of those books that I constantly come back to. That has shaped and molded me in the to the person that I am today. And uh, the, it it has some principles that I still go back to. It has some principles that I would take and remodel and rewrite for myself and for the things that i'm going through but i think stephen covey really presents such a i'm not sure if he's a christian but he has a very moralistic way of applying i guess his professional values and it's very very important i think to to really see that he presents a lot of good tips like yeah, for highly effective people, for you to be more productive and not just productive and successful, but also to actually maximize your potential and be the best version of yourself. So seven habits of highly effective people. That's number two. Number three will have to be my favorite book from Tim Keller, which is Reason for God. Now, I know that from the title of it, you probably would think that this is a Christian book. And and yes, it is a Christian book by a pastor, but more than anything, it's a philosophical book that challenges the way that we think, the way that we live our lives, and why it's so important to actually have an absolute sense of morality, an absolute sense of good and evil, and how it will definitely shape the way that we live our lives. So Reason for God is a very, very interesting book. It's not an easy read. I don't think that any of these books are easy reads, but they are definitely reads that will shape and change the way that you think. I have to say also that I often get messages from you guys that say something in the lines of, I don't necessarily know what I believe in, but I'm open to anything. So if you're the type of person that is open to anything, this is a great book for you to read, Reason for God. It'll challenge a lot of the things that you know or you think you know. And it will definitely pose questions that I think we all, at some point in our lives, have to answer. All right, that's book number three. Book number four now that is from one of my favorite speakers, one of my inspirations, one of my favorite writers and authors, Ravi Zacharias. It's a book called The Grand Weaver. I didn't read this per se. I actually listened to the audiobook version of this book and it is just a beautifully written book by Ravi Zacharias who is an Indian Christian apologist who grew up and lived in India until he was 18 years old and then moved to Canada and he is just an incredible and prolific writer, speaker, and storyteller. Now this is one of my favorite books from his and I think the reason why I love Ravi is because he he tells a lot of stories. So if you are like me, that you love beautiful words, that you love seeing visual stories come alive, even if it's a non-fiction book, you will definitely love Ravi. And he is an absolutely hilarious guy too. You'll read that in his books. And if you haven't seen him talk, he does a lot of university talks. He's gone to Yale and Stanford and Harvard and Oxford and all these big universities talking about God and answering questions and challenging schools of thoughts with his team in RZIM. And so you should really check him out, Ravi Zacharias, and his book, The Grand Weaver. Okay, we are at book number five already. And um, the fifth book that I really loved and enjoyed reading is Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules for Life. It's a very insightful book. I think Jordan Peterson became really really popular especially in the conservative community uh, way back 2017. A lot of people are triggered by him but I actually really liked his book. I like his work as a psychologist and I think you'll find it very interesting too. So those are the five books that I would recommend for you guys to read. Um, some of them I know would probably be difficult to find now, because um, the last time that I tried to look for Reason for God and the Grand Weaver they don 't have it in the local bookstores, but you can request for it or you know use the power of digital and just go for ebooks or audiobooks, which you can buy and download online now. I love books so much that I feel like I have to share a bit more, and I need to share with you the two books that I read when I was around maybe 11 or 12 years old that have shaped and changed me as a person. I know that's such a young age for you to be shaped and changed, but it really stuck with me. That's how good it is. Now, I haven't read this book in years, obviously. The last time that I read it was I was 12 years old, but it really impacted me, and it planted seeds in my heart that made me want to become a better person and i think that's how you know a book is very powerful because years may pass and it still has that same impact on you when i read making friends one of the things that really stuck to me was this illustration that andrew matthew had because in this book it's it's a lot of it's not a lot of words but there are some illustrations also which i think you'll enjoy if you love um, reading comics too um he He talks about how when before you get mad at someone, you ask them about that thing first that you're mad about. Like for example, somebody ate your chocolate cake that you've been saving, right? Instead of going to your roommate and just going, why did you eat my chocolate cake? He goes, you must ask your roommate first if he actually ate it before you get angry. Because how many times have you actually gone up to someone and got angry with them only to find out that they didn't actually do it, right? So... Making Friends and Being Happy was um, are two books that have really helped me become a better person and it's also sparked my love for books. So go and get those two super old books, uh, not super old but they're, they're quite old books. Uh, I don't know, I don't think that you'll find them in any of the local bookstores but you can probably find them on Amazon or on your ebook site. Those are two books which makes my list from five to seven now. Let's go with number eight. Another book that I loved and I think it's um, one of the very few books that made me ball as in hagulgol levels and I'm not a big crier so this was a really big thing. When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalaniti. So Paul Kinaneet, is actually an, was an Indian American neurosurgeon and writer. And his book is called When Breath Becomes Air. It's a memoir about his life and his illness when he battled stage four of metastatic lung cancer. And it's just a beautifully written book. It's very honest. It's, it's, it's heartwarming. It's, it poses a lot of, deep questions about life and death and it really impacted me a lot and it made me rethink about the life decisions that i make and i feel like that's the kind of thing that happens to you when you're faced with death and you know i it's it's one of the things that i constantly talk about with my friends is that death is a fact of life i feel like sometimes we live our lives as if death is a far-fetched thing that may or may not happen to us but you know, death is a fact of life, it's just waiting on us, and you never know when you will breathe your last breath, and I think this book really made me rethink about my life's choices, it really made me realize the priorities that I should be having instead of the things that I'm actually, you know, paying attention to now, and it's a really beautifully written book, which I'm sure you will enjoy, so check it out when breath becomes air, The last two books that I'll be recommending to you are two fiction books. And they won't be as emotionally driven as the past eight that I've shared with you guys. The first one is The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt, which is an absolute work of art. Except don't watch the movie. I didn't even watch it because it had like a 1.5 rating. And a lot of people say that it just sucks. And I don't want to ruin my experience of loving this book by Donna Tartt by watching the super crappy movie of it. So read the book, don't watch the movie... And the second one is Stephen King's Everything's Eventual. Everything's Eventual is kind of like a it's a very traumatic book to read. It will probably haunt your sleep but if you enjoy thrilling stories, if you like short stories, that is an amazing book by Stephen King which I'm sure you'll love. Alrighty, so those are my book recommendations for you guys. I know that probably some of them you've read probably all of them you've read but it's a question that i'm constantly asked and hopefully i got to answer it for some of you if you have any book suggestions that you think i should read a basing from the list that i had that you think i might enjoy please do send them over my way with the hashtag adulting with joy spring and again thank you for all of your comments your suggestions your nonviolent violent reactions and your quotations on twitter i really do appreciate it share this episode with somebody that you think might enjoy it and of course if you'd like to support the podcast and make a donation all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash adulting with Joyce Thanks in advance and I'll talk to you guys soon. Paalam!